When I'm not hosting this podcast, I am writing books, but it is really hard for me to write when I'm at home, so I like to find remote cabins in the middle of nowhere to just hang out and write. But I hate the idea of my house just sitting empty, doing nothing but collecting dust and definitely not collecting checks. And that's why I'm an Airbnb host. It's one of my all-time favorite side hustles. Other popular side hustles are awesome too, don't get me wrong, but they often involve big startup costs. By hosting your space, you're monetizing what you already have access to. It doesn't get easier than that. And if you're new to the side hustle game and you're anxious about getting started, don't worry because you're not in this alone. Airbnb makes it super easy to host. I mean, if I could do it, you could do it. And your home might be worth a lot more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com host. I'm Nicole Lappin, the only financial expert you don't need a dictionary to understand. It's time for some money rehab. As we've seen home prices go up and up some more, you might be thinking to yourself, damn, how am I supposed to buy a house in this bananas market? And if you're like me, you might also have the thought, damn, how can I sell houses in this bananas market? Today, I'm talking to Polly Brindle, who is living that dream. Not only is she a real estate agent, but she's an agent on Selling the OC, the popular Selling Sunset spinoff on Netflix. Polly talks about how she became an agent. She spills the tea on season two of the show, and she also talks about how much she'd sell Barbie's Malibu Dreamhouse 4. Polly Brindle, welcome to Money Rehab. Thank you so much. It's, I'm so happy to be here. Just, you're just walking happiness. <laughs> like, it's, ha- it's happy to be around you. I'm happy. Oh, I love that. I love that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely a positive Polly, I think. You know, that's my vibe. I feel like that's with a vibe. name like that, it, it works. Yeah, there's it not many of you. us. There's not many of us. You're one of a kind. You're also one of a kind on the new season of Selling the OC. I mean, how many sellings are there going to be? Like, how many cities are we going to? I don't actually know. So season two, obviously, Justin Brett Oppenheim founded the Oppenheim Group in LA on Sunset Boulevard, I think, like, probably 10 years ago now. And they got the opportunity to have a reality show based on a few of the people working in that office to huge success. Obviously, I don't know, you know, whether you've heard Selling Sunset. It's a huge kind of phenomenon in the reality TV world they're killing it they've killed it for the last 10 years and they decided to expand and move to open up a new office in orange county which enter us rabble riffraff i mean i don't even know how many real housewives franchises there are but every time they announce a new city i'm like really right really need another one there i mean there's a there's a couple of people in the office that i wouldn't mind if jason like shipped them out to another city (laughs) you know i wouldn't be mad if a couple of people left and you know, headed up a new office somewhere. I don't know. Is it hard to become part of the group? Like, what's the process? I actually have quite a wild story of how I've ended up here. You know, we were chatting just before how I ended up even in OC. Obviously, I'm not American. Uh, I'm English. I came over to LA 12 years ago. I was modeling, acting. I was married at the time to a, a British guy. We moved over here together. He was piggybacking on my visa. Yeah, that was my kind of first financial like boo-boo, like even getting married, whatever. But yeah, my divorce lasted four years. It was really difficult for me financially, emotionally. And when the pandemic hit in 2020, I overnight lost all three of my jobs that I had. I was bartending, I was modeling, I was doing a ton of different stuff just to 
pay rent. And I was just like, I'm done with LA. Like I'm done. I am gonna get my real estate license. I'm gonna have a normal career. Moved down to Orange County because I knew that I wanted to be get into real estate and Orange County, it, it's luxury real estate. I, if I'm going to do something, I'm going to try and start at the top. And okay. I mean, I grew up in Orange County. It's not all luxury. I didn't grow up in a luxurious area. Right. But like the Newport, Laguna. Yes. That's, yes. Yeah. In my head, I was like, okay, I want to join a luxury brokerage. LA for me, where I was, I was in Hollywood. You know, I was 35, single, and I'm just like, I'm done. Like, I'm done with LA. I'm done with Hollywood. I'm done with dating Hollywood douchebags. I'm going to move down to the OC and have a normal life and, and get a normal. OC douchebags. Well, well, yes. Now I see that they're just the same. But yeah, so I moved down to OC, started studying for my license, and uh, it was an online course because it was still COVID. So there was no in person classes going on. And yeah, a couple of weeks after I I started my course, I saw our now office boarded up and it said the Oppenheim group coming soon. And the light bulb went off in my brain. I was like, ding, like, oh, I've heard of the Oppenheim group. I know it's a luxury brokerage and this is perfect. I'll work there. Like I'm studying for my real estate license. Obviously the bosses are going to be building out their team. So I called, emailed Jason from the Oppenheim group's website and introduced myself and was like, I obviously respect you hugely as an entrepreneur, businessman. I see your expansion. I want to be involved, whether that's a receptionist, an assistant. I am learning this business and I want to be good at this job. So you just heard the name because you had heard it somewhere. Yes. In England, the Selling Sunset is wildly popular. And so I'm like, okay, like I've heard of the Oppenheim group. So yeah, I just cold emailed him and knowing him now, it's insane that he even replied. He replied within 20 minutes being like, yeah, I'm down in OC tomorrow checking on the construction of the new office. So why don't we meet and have a chat? That was my first year two years 2021 into this job and it was insane like the the real estate market for a new agent I'd do an open house I'd get 40 offers all contingencies removed and it it would go above asking and I'd sell places in a day or two because interest rates were still so low right that is not the case now it's kind of flip-flopped a little but yeah that was my first six months into real estate. And I actually met Jason that day and basically hired me. Before you had your license? Yes, he knew I was studying, which for him, building out your team, I didn't have any bad habits learned from someone else. I was like a sponge. He saw that I was very serious about being a realtor and being a good realtor. He saw, you know, obviously I've got an accent. I used to model, you know. And you're stunning. I feel like that's the prerequisite to work there. You have to be stunning. uh, it, It doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt to, you know, not be a munter. What's that? Is that a British term? (laughs) Yeah. It's kind of like the Abercrombie of brokerages for sure, which I'm I'm here for it. You certainly are. So he hired you before you had a license, but you went through the process. You passed the first time? Yes, passed the first time. So I got hired alongside another agent, Justin, Justin Itson, who's not on the show, but he is one of the top producers in our OC office. We met- Oh, so there are people that are not on the yes, show. Yes, okay. there is probably 25 or 30 agents down in the OC office and there's, 
10, 11, 12, 13 of us on the the cast. So it's not everybody in the office is on the show, but yeah, so Justin, he was an agent for the last 10 years. He was moving brokerages to the Open Home Group and he that day became my mentor because I wasn't licensed yet. And for me, I was like, any shit jobs that you need me to do, That's cool. I'm here for it. Like I will do inspections. I will Did sit you open do houses. The shit jobs? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I definitely like listings out in like Corona, in Chino Hills, in like far out listings, buyers that are well under a million dollars. I would go and do those deals because I wanted to learn and I didn't have my book of business yet. So as a new agent, it's really important to obviously learn the business and passing the test is one thing, right? You learn how to pass the test but you really learn oh, the business totally. on the job. It's like all the financial certifications. Yeah. Too. Like I never want to be, I never wanted to be in a white box having to clock in at 8 a.m. and leave at 6 p.m. Like I'm, I, being a realtor is definitely like, that yeah. The show well, I, yeah, I had no idea about the show. So it was only, you know, like two or three weeks later, Jason was like, why is your Instagram private? And I'm like, oh, I've got too many weird ex-husbands and boyfriends. Like, I don't want them to, like, see what I'm up to. (laughs) And he was like, well, we're actually doing a new show down here. So can you make it public? That's when I was like, oh, fuck. I'm going to be on this show. Yeah. As soon as Jason said that, I knew I'd end up on the show because I have an accent. I am a new agent. I used to model. I like I, I'm on brand. Yeah, you. I'm you on check brand. The boxes, yeah, for sure. But you didn't. This was not a new idea. Like everybody had this idea to get into real estate during COVID because it was just popping. Right. And I lost all three of my jobs overnight. And that decade before wasn't an easy decade. I my marriage broke down, making poor financial decisions that I was trying to like work around in that time. And yeah, real estate for me was something that's like, oh, if everything goes wrong, I'll get my real estate license. It's kind of a joke that it's like, you know, has been models. What can they do? Be a realtor. Well, lots of people wanted to be a realtor during that time. Do you have advice? We have listeners who've asked us about this because the housing market was just like the lines I saw were around the block. I was like, what are they giving away at this open house? I know, I know. And honestly, in those open houses, you didn't even have to have the cookies and the champagne and the whatever. Like you you didn't have to, (laughs) you know, it was, it was wild. And I, I think a lot of people got their license at that time because it was so easy and the amount of money that you can make is insane for a relatively low commitment in terms of like education licenses you know you have to get your real estate license which is not an easy exam there's a lot of law there's a lot of finance there's a lot of you know ethics but once you've got your license you need to be have your license hung with a brokerage but you you can kind of go it alone and kind of figure it out which is something that I never wanted to do I always wanted to have my mentor on every single deal with me because I want my clients to have 10 years of experience like I don't want to fake it until I make it with somebody's largest financial investment that they're making I'm not going to pretend that I've been doing this 10 years I haven't is that the advice you would give to people find a mentor find a mentor and I was in a very lucky situation that there wasn't really anything else going on because it was COVID but if there was I would have still had my side job 
I, w- I would have kept another job as mm. well whilst I transitioned, learned, started building my book of business, which takes kind of six months a year. Did you have savings that you were living on? I didn't. I had a lot of debt. I had a lot of debt and I was kind of chasing my tail on that. And I very much was head in the sand about that for years. Like I was making all of the hideous financial mistakes that you probably see an advice against. I had three maxed credit cards and I was like barely paying the minimum each month for years, like four years. Which, and then it just increased over COVID because you weren't well, they were. Well, I mean, they were all maxed. So I was just like, okay, well, I'm kind of fucked. And it was kind of like, wow, this is like one thing after another. Like my marriage broke down and then I... I moved in with a boyfriend 18 months later and then he left me homeless and had, like the divorce was still, like it was just bad, 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 bad. And so I was like, oh, I don't know how I'm still here, but I'll make it work. I'll figure it out. And I, and I did. Yes, you did. We started this interview talking about how happy you always are. What, what was your um, feeling during that time? Was it still optimism or was that like a dark time for you? Definitely dark. I've definitely been through very dark places where you know I wanted to give up on everything there's definitely been some real rough moments but I feel like I always had hope that like it was going to work itself out because what the fuck like that was my that was my mentality it wasn't like I was never I was never like defeated with it. I was more just like, what the fuck? Like, what the fuck? Like, can I swear on this? <laughs> I hope so, because I'm. Yes. Potty mouth Polly's entered the building. I never felt totally helpless. It was rough to keep just picking myself up and, and throwing everything at walls t- for so long. You know, my credit score was horrible. I just, for me, I, I was very much on autopilot of just like pay, just be able to pay rent and my pet insurance. <laughs> and uh, uh, let's talk about that. You prioritize pet insurance? Yes. My dog has had pet insurance for 11 years and I probably went without health insurance for seven of those years. I'd rather him have the health insurance than. It's paid off. I usually advise against pet insurance because it's I know but out. now it's like I don't want to jinx it and now it goes up and now he's 11 and so I'm paying like $160 a month and I've never used it do you have health insurance I do yeah. okay good yeah and so it's not like your priority no no but like you know with with my dog I've had it for so long I know that if I cancel it he's gonna break his fucking leg and I'll be like shit like I can't cancel it now so I'm paying thousands of dollars each year for nothing and I know it but I can't cancel it because it jinx it and I just can't so I'm like okay fine hold on to your wallets money rehab will be right back do you ever get FOMO fear of missing out well do you ever get FOMO tupita fear of missing out on the perfect hire 
If so, I have the antidote. It's LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In any given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites, and that adds up to a serious squad of awesome candidates. LinkedIn has over a billion professionals on the platform, and these candidates are super qualified. So much so that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within just 24 hours. I work with LinkedIn Jobs for all of my dream team needs, so they're hooking up money rehabbers at linkedin.com slash MNN. Go there and you can post your job for free. That's linkedin.com slash MNN, as in Money News Network, to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Money rehabbers, you have money hidden in your house. Yeah, just hiding there in plain sight. Okay, so I don't mean you have gold bars hidden somewhere in walls, treasure map style, but you do have a money-making opportunity that you're just leaving on the table if you're not hosting on Airbnb. It's one of my all-time favorite side hustles. By hosting your space, you are monetizing what you already own. It doesn't get easier than that. For me, hosting on Airbnb has always been a no-brainer. When I first signed up, I remember thinking to myself, self, you pay a lot of money for your house. It is time that house returned the favor. And to get real with you for a sec, I felt so much guilt before treating myself on vacation because traveling can be so expensive. But since hosting on Airbnb, I feel zero stress for treating myself to a much needed vacation because having Airbnb guests stay at my house when I'm traveling helps offset the cost of my travel. So it's such a win-win. I mean, if I could do it, you could do it. And your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. And now for some more money rehab. So you had these mentors that kind of acted as like your sponsors on deals. Right. Well, Justin, I only have one. Obviously, Jason is is uh, always at the other end of the phone if I need help with any anything. But, but you do your own deals. Now. Right, right. Yes, yeah. So I got licensed in July 2021 and I did my first deal like my clients in the November, which it takes a while. So even that was relatively quick, but I met that, actually that was a, an ex-boyfriend that- uh, That, that was I, your first customer? Uh, or yes. Or you call it client? Yes, customer? client. Client, yes, yeah. yeah. So- That was your first client? Yes. My ex-boyfriend was my first client up in LA. I, okay, so I, you didn't have all douchebags. No, only, only a couple. Only a couple. So I, I'm friends and very close with all of the others. Listen, when you're starting out your book, you're going to have to go to your friends. You're going to go to people you already know. Yeah. Otherwise, like, how do you start? Yeah. And, uh, you know, the kind of Hollywood douchebags that I dated are, were rich. So, <laughs> I mean, if they, <laughs> you know, I can help them out and they're buying investment properties at one, two, three million dollars. Like, oh, I can help you with that. Can you paint the picture of the real estate market in Orange County right now? Nationwide, it is very different to a very specific niche that I am currently in, in Orange County, Newport Beach. It is always going to be an incredibly desirable location to live. It's beautiful. It's clean. It's safe. It's close to LA. It has a major airport. Exactly. Yeah. It's always going to be a desirable market, which is part of the reason why I moved there because I knew that I wanted this to be my career and I didn't want to move to the, you know, buttfuck of nowhere that like, yeah, rent's going to be cheaper, but also business isn't going to be as good. So it was definitely a risk to move down there because I, I mean, 
rent's expensive too. Right. That's just the economics of it. Right. Like you work on commission. So right. 100% a higher commission. price tag. 100% commission. There is no base salary at all. But for me, I, I every career that I've done, modeling, acting, you know, all of this stuff has always been 100% commission basically. Like not commission, but You're like- Bet on yourself. Yeah. Like if you don't work or if you do work, but you don't close the deal, you're not getting paid. I have lived my whole life like that. So it wasn't as scary as, you know, someone who is used to that regular check, who is used to having the health insurance, you know, matched or paid for by a company or so anyone wanting to get into real estate, I if they have that security of a paycheck and a whatever, do it at the same time. Don't don't quit everything and and put it into this because it takes a while. I read that you sold a $2.7 million property on Selling OC. Yes. So that was season one and that was on Balboa Island down in, in Newport. It was in the first five transactions that I did and it was a complete piece of shit and it was 2.7 million dollars it was absolutely disgusting it was the worst property that the selling franchise has have ever shown and I sold it for 2.7 million dollars and I don't care I will sell a piece of shit <laughs> like like I will sell it and I, I'll do a really good job who cares if the check clears right right and Actually, a fun story. So we've we've just wrapped season three. We shot season two and three back to back. Season three, we actually revisit that home because the agent that represented the the buyer for that is um a, he works in our office, Geo. So me and Geo actually go back season three and revisit Pearl, and it's incredible the transformation that Shelley Starr, who bought it, she's a interior designer. Like I'd love it when people buy stuff add a lot of value add their personality and don't just sell it for the profit like she loves it so what was the commission on the 2.7 um it it varies for each one that was a specific one because that the seller of that property we actually did like three or four deals within the, the, the same owner so you know usually we go out at a 5.5 six percent commission so that's split between the buy side and the sell side. So carry the one. What is that? So oh. we have $135,000 for 5%. So 70 grand. Nice payday for sure. Like so not what only- what did you do with the money? You paid off the debt? Yeah, paid off debt and got a new car. And okay, sister. Yeah, I am renting right now and I'm going to buy my first place next year, which is wild that- you know, two and a half years ago, I was fucked. And yeah, and it's, driving. it's kind of wild. But yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm like, yes, thank you. <laughs> what is some advice? Have you had to duke it out getting your clients properties in this competitive market? Uh, yes. So if you're buying a home 60, 90 days, no big purchase. Do not buy any anything big. Do, nothing out of the ordinary of what you would do because if you're financing it, the banks, of course, are going to look into, you know, can you 
you know. Can you afford it? Can you afford it? I definitely advise not to making any big purchases, even like an expensive holiday. Just hold off until until that. If you're thinking about purchasing a home, have kind of your ducks in in a row and get that pre-approval before you start looking. Because the market down in OC is still really hot. When when you see something that you want to jump on, you've got to be ready to go. Yeah. So you want that pre-approval letter from whatever mortgage lender or financing option that you choose. And all of that just makes it easier for the agent who is representing the listing to show that you are organized. You are, you know, on top of serious. it. That yeah. you are serious. That you are good to go. She will throw down for you. <laughs> yeah, and there's certain situations that, you know, if we're kind of on the back foot in terms of we don't maybe have 100% cash that we're putting down, whatever. I will leverage sometimes my commission into the deal. For the other agent, I will be like, okay, well... I'm not going to take as much commission and this can be, you know, to get the deal done. Like you're giving up the listing agent more commission. So they like you more. So they'll give you the deal. Yeah. Because they're pocketing more. Right. So besides waiving contingencies, obviously coming with all cash, any other tricks or hacks to beating others out in a competitive market? Every transaction is so different, but it, it depends on the seller situation too. You know, whether they really need to sell right now and so it's kind of the cleanest offer that you can give to to show that you're you will close on a certain day or if they say are holding the property and they need to have it for two years so that they don't get their capital gains you know you offer like a rent back it's just flexibility in terms of you know whatever the the seller needs or wants you try and kind of reach them at that point a rent back would be back to the seller from yes so the deal kind yeah the deal gets done but uh, the seller stays in possession and pays rent to the new buyer for a certain amount of days because usually like an escrow is 30 21 days back in 2021 we were seeing 14 seven day escrows it was like this is getting done and you need to move out so having that you know flexibility of like listen you can stay there for three months if you want one of the biggest real estate stories and by the way like hats off to the barbie marketing team one of the biggest stories was when they had the barbie dream house in malibu they put it on airbnb which i thought was so clever so great. How much would you sell Barbie's Malibu dream house for if you were the Um agent? Well, beachfront Malibu, obviously the location is, uh, you know, insane. The the comps in the area, I, I actually looked, I think it's not three and a half, yeah, 3,500 3, square feet. And that usually would go for kind of nine, nine-ish million. However, like, with it being that house, obviously there's going to be a premium. It it narrows the buy pool down to very few because of its, you know, Kitch. aesthetics. So like, it's crazy. It's a crazy house. But that, you know, that kind of special home, it, there there would be a premium on that. So I, if I was to list it, I'd list it at 9995 Just under 10 mil. You know, if you've got a spare $10 million floating around and it's definitely a fun house. It's a fun house. And you can, you can Airbnb it out. It actually might be a good, like, investment because it's... Barbie has been around for, what, 50, 
75, 100 years. Like, how, how old's Barbie? Forever. Yeah, so it's like, you know, that's not, that's not going to go away. So, you know, as, as a, yeah, a kitsch kind of thing that's always going to be around. So the new season of Selling the OC is probably out. It's probably out. Me and five of the cast members, we are going to Palm Springs for a week. We are holing up in a mega mansion in Palm Springs. Okay. And we are in Doing our... Doing viewing? Party? Party. Well, not party, but just like a stay in a little bubble for a minute because that first couple of weeks is so loud and it goes to 250 countries. It's mental for good and bad reasons. So we're just kind of staying in our little bubble for a week and just being like, okay, like, let's, let's, uh, let's face the, face the music when we're home. Let's just enjoy, enjoy this. You know, when season one came out, it was very much, um, our first rodeo. We didn't know what Selling the OC's vibe was going to be. We didn't know how it was going to be received. Obviously, we're riding on the back of Selling Sunset's huge success. We knew it was going to be loud. So, yeah, it was, it was wild season one that it was just so loud and it was global. So it was like 24-7 for a good few weeks and it was just overwhelming in good ways and in bad. Trolling and death threats and that kind of stuff, which was kind of like shocking in a way that's like, wow, people are actually that miserable that they would I mean it's fine I've got very thick skin like I started modeling when I was 15 and I've lived 15,000 different lives like I I'm good like I do I think I really need a nose job no like do I like this oh I've got one specific troll that like tells me every single day that I need a nose job and I'm like problem and I'm like, like who hurt you I I three of my friends have actually taken a, a picture of my nose to give to their surgeon to copy. Like, I think I'm good. But at the end of the day, it's like, you know, we're on a reality TV show. We definitely do put ourselves out there a lot. And it goes to such a huge audience that, of course, not everyone is going to agree with you, like you, or, you know. And But there are people that do. And so it's oh, weird yeah. to, like, oh, get yeah. recognized people wanting coffee. I, I mean, it's, it's cute. Cool. I, I live five minutes away from the office and the show is based in Orange County. So in the area, it's kind of like, oh my God, you're on the show. And, you know, usually it's me walking my dog in the morning with a bag of dog shit. I'm like, please don't. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, let me just hide this. Hi. Uh, yeah, but it's everyone's really excited. And, and, you know, I've never had a bad experience in person. It's only, you know, sad people in I don't know where okay so it's tea time it's tea time yeah yeah can you tell us about the upcoming season season two I number one I think is a great season it was a lot of fun it was chaotic it was also quite difficult to navigate for me I pride myself on I am who I am I am authentic I'm genuine like if I don't like someone they know if I you know don't agree with something it's known I don't kind of beat around the bush in that and I feel like I've always have been myself I'm not gonna start pretending that I'm someone else to appease trolls season two it was interesting that a couple of people definitely changed themselves on camera which for me is very difficult to see like change themselves from how they are in real life yes and what they saw them in themselves that they didn't like season one they kind of tried to change the narrative of who they are season two 
and for me that's never going to work it's like just be yourself there's definitely some people well one person in particular that you know were kind of was vying for redemption from her behavior season one and she kind of tries to take me down with this big expose that me and Tyler have shared a moment together. I just need to clear What's this up. So Tyler is divorced season one, which we filmed a year and a half ago. He was married at the time and he's no longer married. <laughs> so season one, there was one person in the office that made multiple attempts, unwanted attempts to hook up with him, fuck him, whatever. And that was the issue. That was the issue. It was like, the guy's married. He doesn't want to come out with us anymore because every time we go out, you try and dry hump him and it's uncomfortable for everyone. So let's not do that. So that kind of came out season one. And uh, Kayla. Okay. So that came out season one. Tyler's marriage, unfortunately, did not last. I don't think that helped the situation, but I, I don't think it was kind of the one thing that, you know, ended that. So fast forward a year and a half later, the guy's single, me and him share a drunken kiss. Like we are great friends. Kayla kind of tried to make it into a, because I kissed my single friend, uh, that she seems to think that's exactly the same thing as what she did a year and a half before. And for me, I'm like, "Mm." (laughs) it was a year and a half ago dude was married and you made multiple unwanted advances on him fast forward to now dude is single it was very much a team effort it wasn't a secret you know she she kind of tried to make it into this big thing and i'm like it's not the same thing (laughs) so what would you like to clear up you want to clear up that the timeline he was not married yeah he was single and certain things are said season two from her mouth that it was more than a kiss. It wasn't. And even if it was, I would own it. But absolutely not. I it was mean, a drunk... Knowing it, you, even just for this short time, it, I have it, no doubt you will own it, it. It was a drunken kiss. And it was like, yeah, people in the office knew and it wasn't a secret. And, you know, her trying to make it into the same thing as what she did a year and a half ago. Very different. The only thing that the same is it's the, regarding the same person. <laughs> <laughs> like the situation the, the situation is going to be more different okay while we're at it anything else you want to clear up i might do a thing on my social media just putting like side by side like what people say and actually what is it like happened but there's another person that has an issue with apparently we were topless in in a uh, jacuzzi with the guys when it went I mean, we weren't it like cuts to us in the jacuzzi in bikini i'm like what how is that you know where did you get that from so, so just certain things that I'm always like, bikinis on in the hot tub yes yeah yeah oh uh, we weren't even in the hot tub because it wasn't even hot we had our ankles in it i'm like mm, babe like really <laughs> you said in the beginning of this interview that you would excommunicate somebody to a foreign office from the cast yeah there's a Who couple of that? people and maybe not foreign but just like east coast would be fine there's another woman uh in the office that we historically have just never got on we're like oil and water chalk and cheese she wasn't originally cast on the show when i first met her and she made it very clear that she wanted nothing to do with me i'm friendly as anything to 
everyone who I meet until I have reason not to like them. And then I'm kind of done. I'm like, yeah, well, fuck you. So she ended up getting herself on the show. And I feel like season two, she definitely, a few of her skeletons are revealed in her. She's kind of this like Stepford wife, fembody, like very cold person who alludes to the fact that she's she's holier than thou like everyone else is just really unprofessional because we like to have fun as well as work hard and yeah it turns out that there's a few things that kind of don't really make sense of that look which for me I'm like just own it like I'd like you more if owned these sides of you if you pretend that you're you know kind of God's gift and that that you you know you've never stepped a a foot wrong in your life the only way is down you know people fuck up people make mistakes people do like stupid stuff and still can be very professional and be very good at their job well I think you're on the up sister oh well I mean yeah I mean I I was going through numbers with my mentor yesterday and we've closed 48 million in listings this year. Well, in sales. So listings and and buyers. And, you know, we've got 27 million in active um, and coming soon listings. We end our episodes with a tip that listeners can take straight to the bank. So would you tell your former self something about investing, saving, financial anxiety. On your way to the bank, leave the shame at the door. Like what's happened has happened and there's no point. It only makes it worse if you bury your head in the sand, if you're not honest with yourself about your situation. As long as you're honest with yourself and you don't kind of bury your head in the sand, you've got to be real. Money Rehab is a production of Money News Network. I'm your host, Nicole Lappin. Money Rehab's executive producer is Morgan Lavoie. Our researcher is Emily Holmes. Do you need some money rehab? And let's be honest, we all do. So email us your money questions, moneyrehab at moneynewsnetwork.com to potentially have your questions answered on the show or even have a one-on-one intervention with me. And follow us on Instagram at moneynews and TikTok at moneynewsnetwork for exclusive video content. And lastly, thank you. No, seriously, thank you. Thank you for listening and for investing in yourself, which is the most important investment you can make.